doing drugs is like a child looking out a window for the first time, right? And you see the clouds and you see the colors and the shapes and all these th different things outside of yourself that you never experienced. But as long as you're doing drugs, you will forever just be a child in the window. Meditation mm -hmm. is the door. Hello, everyone. I'm Abhinav Jant, and this is the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. Welcome to the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. This is your host, Abhinav Jan, and I aspire to make this podcast go beyond the surface. In this podcast, I intend to bring you insights from the topmost performers, no matter what industry they're in. We talk about how they've done things differently to grow their minds and keep their physical and mental health in shape. My mission with this podcast is to help overwhelmed individuals learn ways to reduce their depression, anxiety, and live with peace and love. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Blossom Media Studio. Thank you so much for creating and distributing my podcast and taking away literally every single thing that's involved with podcasting so I can just spend the time to talk to my guests and create great episodes. And then we feel the need to throw away everything, right? Like, yeah, just because like you're everything. just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What how am I doing I, with my life? How did I end up here? <laughs> without knowing this, and now yeah. I know, and you're like, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? Yeah, and I think that nobody, and nobody's talking about this. You know, and I always say when people tell me, they're like, oh, Matt, I feel lost. I say, oh, congratulations. I say, what do you mean? I'm like, well, think about it. If you feel lost, it sounds to me like your soul is calling out to you when you're listening. Yes. You're not on the path that you know you're meant to be on. Yeah. And your soul is trying to tell you. It's trying to help you. And that's Listen. a great sign. Yeah. You're lost. You're actually finally listening to yourself. That's what being lost is. So this is my thought, like kind of opening the layer of onion. It's like, okay, I already overcome it. I have experiences of like bliss, spirituality, meditation, but like my being, like more my flesh, it's right. so strong in the space of surviving that it's actually taking it back more. It's like, okay, you need to be present. You need to be this person who is responsible because I have that tendency because I had a single mom and just from the childhood i knew that i have to be responsible for her for myself it just like comes naturally right yeah. and that always takes me back and i feel like i so attached to that for so like for so long that it's hard for me to find back the way to the spiritual path i see what you're saying i think and i'll Does elaborate is like it's there's a sense that you know when you get so disconnected and you start to like lift away and then you almost realize like well shit i and now you're like so absorbed in your character. I, I just, I think of it like an infinity sign. You're either like so into the ego or you're so into the spiritual world. You want to be right dead in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's where the balance is, right? Yeah. But it's like when you're in that sort of loop and you're so far out into the ego side or like into your character, it's almost impossible to see that there's another side to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't have any yeah, source exactly. to go It's back. like, yeah, it's, it's like the two sides of the coin, right? The heads can't see the tails. Yeah. You know? And so you're just standing instead of being in the middle, you're, Staring at this side, then staring at this side, right? And bouncing back and forth, you know. And it's, anything you would you you have to say about like kind of managing that part, like what do you, what do you, what have you found to be useful? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> like when you're on one side of the other, like have you found any sort of strategies there? Yeah. So you know, 
it keeps coming back to that idea of peace that sometimes just settles in. Sometimes I just pause for a moment and instead I start feeling my feelings and my senses. I feel the air on me. I actually feel the sound instead of hearing the sound. Mm. And then it just pulls me back out of that and I realize, oh, it's also my ego trying to fight the other right, side now. Right. It's also your ego fighting the other argument. Your argument, your the ego's arguing yes and no. <laughs> the thoughts are fighting themselves. They're fighting themselves. Yeah. And yeah. so just going back to that observation of realizing, oh no, it's the same thing. So I always suggest this, and I'm wondering if this also helps you. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it does because you wrote your book. I always found for me when I had the most anxious times in my life where I was in crazy thought spirals, like I'm talking, I couldn't sleep for nights in a row, you know, months, like no sleep, mm -hmm. you know? And when you don't get sleep, you're exhausted. Yeah. Oh, exhausted yeah. beyond mm -hmm. belief. And so I remember the only thing that that time that I would do that would help me is literally trying to write the shit that's going on in my head or find a way to write anything because that process is slowing down the thinking. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when you start writing things down, it's almost kind of like this dump, almost this freeing. Yeah. And you get to see the reflective part instantly because mm -hmm. you're like, wait, I'm writing so which position am I in as I'm writing this? Am I just purely like the thought being written right now? Or am I seeing the thought and I'm like now at the watch, the door watch of like, what's the next thought? Coming? So if you read exactly. my thoughts, sometimes it's like a fighting. So like one sentence, oh, yeah. it will be one thing. And then you are a piece of shit, like, but that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. But that's not true. Exactly. And yeah, and it's, it's the same thing arguing it. And, you know, they talk about the gap in meditation. And I didn't understand what that was for a long time. But it's happened now. And now it's just so natural for me. Mm. Don't even realize that there's just this gap between thoughts and not identifying with it. And it just takes, you know, after, after a while. And it's like, I want to be able to explain it. Hey, you, you can't. Have to you really can't. You have to experience it. That's what I keep telling yeah, you. Yeah, like, exactly. You get somebody to be like, oh, dude, you should meditate. Like, I don't know. It's like, oh, if only yeah. you knew, bro. If I can put you, you but I can put you into a, a, a meditation. Right. I can put you into a meditation yeah. really quickly, actually, in a split second. We can do it for the audience real Let's quick, do it. actually. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we'll do two. I'm just going to ask a question. What I want you to ask the question to yourself. Actually ask the question to yourself. I wonder what my next thought will be. Yeah, and then you just want to watch your next thought. It gets you there, you know? I have no... You have no thought because I you're watching no for the next one to come. So there was no thought. Yeah, there was no thought. Perfect. Peace. Right. Here's another one. Really simple, as I said before. Just for a second, I want you to notice that your skin is touching the air. And I want you to notice for a second that you can feel the sounds around you. And I want you to allow everything in. We can't stop the birds and the chainsaws. So just let it all in. Let in the light, let in the feeling. Look around the room. Move to the next thing before a thought comes. And just notice how everything right now is absolutely perfect. My eyes fuck. <laughs> my, my heart is pounding like crazy. Because like I like I was like running like a marathon or something. Mm -hmm. And you're uh, still okay. 
So, oh, yeah, you know, I used to have uh, trouble sleeping too, really bad. And then I did the four, seven, eight sleeping, which actually ended up helping. Tell us about what is that? You inhale for four seconds. Okay. Oh. Hold yeah. for seven and exhale really slowly for eight. Hmm. Four, seven, eight. Yeah. And then you'll notice like your heartbeat will like slow yeah. down and stuff yeah. like that. And that for a long time, it was really, really hard. I count sheeps. You count sheeps. I, that's never worked for me. Yeah, that it never, never works, works for, for me him, either. But it, it works for me. No, because then the I start time. thinking about the the sheep's you family and their homes. Things, you know, like I, you know, I, can't like, think. I think I usually fall asleep on the third sheep before. What? Sheep. Wow, that's yeah. magic. Nah, it doesn't work for me. No. Yeah. So weird. You know, and also like I've been talking about this a little bit with some of the the kids that ask questions around like they smoke a bunch of weed. By the way, what's your take on all that? Like, are you? Are you well, man? yeah. So go ahead and ask the question, but. I wanted to ask preface to another one. It's we were talking about like meditation state or like meditative state. And then like people that experience the bliss and then they know that they're so into character will psychedelic seem to be something that be like as a gateway to oh, it'll it. shove you out. I love the way Osho explained it. Even though I'm not completely into Osho, he did say some beautiful things. And he said that, Doing drugs is like a child looking out a window for the first time, right? And you see the clouds and you see the colors and the shapes and all these th different things outside of yourself that you never experienced. But as long as you're doing drugs, you will forever just be a child in the window. Meditation mm. is the door. And that's, mm. I truly experienced that when I said, you know, earlier in our last show that, um, <laughs> that I did psychedelics and I had this beautiful, amazing experience, but then I meditated and it was 10 times more than the highest high I had ever felt. And I thought nothing would ever top that. And then these meditations top that. And then I realized I was able to tap into those feelings just from the meditations. So the truth is it does feel like that. I realized it really is like a door. You can look out it, but you can't open it. Mm. And that's the difference. I've got a quick favor to ask of you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could take one minute of your time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way, and I'd really, really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, thank you again. Please share this episode with someone you know, a friend or family member. Download the episode or share the link, whatever works for you. Now let's get back to it. So to me, to answer your question now about marijuana and stuff, there's something called, like, I, th I think it's Davis's Law of Poisons. And in simple terms, you have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of something, no matter what it is, and it won't do anything. Mm -hmm. You have too much of something, it becomes a poison. Well, in between there, we have medicine and drug, mm -hmm. right? So it really comes down to how often we're using it, the intention behind it, why we're using it. So marijuana can be a very helpful thing, but it can also be a drug. I, I think of it as like a daily driver for the people that are on the journey and get really sticky on their character. It's almost like, picking a kid up from his shirt like you looked at oh shit my feet aren't touching the ground you know what i mean like yeah. it's like that but the problem i have is like i for so so just to preface this like i didn't smoke weed my entire life until maybe i was at like 25 or 26 okay and at that point i was already making over hundred thousand dollars a year year i was already a championship bodybuilder so i was already successful by culture standards mm -hmm. but i was stressed the fuck out and it was like either drink or do something else i didn't know about meditation at this time yeah you know so weed came into my life so that was kind of my experience with it. But the challenge I have with, and where I'm going with this is, I'm now seeing, because of our technology, because of how available things are, 
kids that are like 10 years old, 12, 13, all the way up are doing the same things that I discovered at 25, 26. Mm -hmm. Like the timeline has just shifted. Yeah. What does that mean? That means they're facing the same problems that I was facing at that time, which yeah. is after you start to realize some of these things, you start to see the difference between you and your thoughts. And you don't have a path forward to navigate. It's like these kids need this shit now. Yeah. They don't need it in 10 exactly. years. They're exactly. already there. It's really hit me. It's really, really, really hit me that kids, younger kids are doing those things. Like it's you said, crazy. are doing the things that we were doing. At I met a kid later. down the street who was telling me he's, he's, he's done like high doses of DMT and he's like 15. Yeah. I know a friend so, yeah, who gives their kids like, you know, DMT and psychedelics and stuff. And I'm like, you know. I understand it as a one-time spiritual experience, ritualistic even, but the level they're doing it, I like what spiritual experience do you need to have at 12 anyway, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is like, you know, honestly speaking, I feel like more kids in their early teens are getting too depressed because they've already tasted the pleasures that took us decades to mm -hmm. actualize like having technology like having your own personal time like not you know what is a normal household and Everyone's then the family the family stayed in those old values we we're talking about this before but the kids have these whole new idea of how the world works and yeah. we're not moving towards we're not that moving there and then like to kind of close off it's like everyone's staring at a screen so you could be in the same household but not have a conversation mm -hmm. with the people in your home. Like you yeah, talk, you still be not talking to your daughter, right? Because she's on her phone, you're on your phone. It's like, when do the two of you interface? Yeah. You know, and like, and how much of that's actually happening? So that's what blew my mind is when I started posting on TikTok, hey, if you are smoking weed and trying to manage your life, ask me a question. And I'm getting like 500 comments from kids that are 13 to 23 wow. who are telling me, hey, I get so paranoid and I'm like freaking out. Like I'm starting to see that, like what you were talking about, that the disconnection of my identity and I don't know what to do. And I'm going like, wait, what the fuck? Like yeah. you're like 14 and you have this? Like I didn't. Because the co consciousness is evolving. And you know, something said, somebody said something to me a long time ago that really hit me. We were talking about drawing and she said, she was probably one of the best artists I had ever met in my life. And she said, you know, the same way you have a reading level, you say, oh, I have a third grade reading level, fourth grade reading level. If you stopped reading at fifth grade, your and fifth you, grade, yeah. Your fifth grade. Mm -hmm. You come back 10 years later, it'll take you a minute, but you still have a fifth, fifth grade reading level, mm -hmm. okay? And it all has an age. Everything has an age. So what I realized is that things even have an adolescent age, and so do philosophies and ideas. They have their teenage uh, mm -hmm. years, and they have their uh, 20 years. So yoga and all that in America, this is teenage years. Oh, mm -hmm. it's baby steps. It's baby right steps, yeah. right? And so think about the arrogance inside of the yoga community that happened and flourished when yeah. it came to the Western. It's not because just of the Western, it's just inside of that stage of its age. But notice because of that, the younger kids understanding meditation, the jokes that are on TV, the conversations we're having, yeah. they've all shifted. So the subconscious, the consciousness has shifted. And these are things that younger kids are now understanding and learning about. Right. You know, and so we've definitely shifted that consciousness drastically, especially over the past, you know, 50 years, everything has completely shifted. And so now we just need to see that these kids are experiencing that adolescent version of yoga and they're getting that, that adolescent mm -hmm. version of healing, that adolescent version of Bitcoin, the adolescent. And so then now when we're in our 50s and 60s, they're going get, to be getting the teenage versions, which is the ones that part where they think they know everything. And this everything has an age. Everything really has How an age. I've noticed that. How can we be a help of it or just let them evolve the way they evolve? Well, the point is that the consciousness is evolving no, no matter what we do and we're moving towards better. Mm. It takes longer, but here's a simple proof. 
gangs are having a hard time recruiting people, especially what is the Japanese? Yakuza? The Yakuza. Especially having a hard time. It's like, I know my gangs, bro. (laughs) I know my gangs. Why? Because recruiting people because of the idea of family and the way we look at family and being represented and taking care of each other in a community has changed. And so the way gangs work today are changed the way they did from 100 years ago. Now we literally have an enlightened idea of how a gang should work and how it should be communal and things like that and changes. So no matter what we do and no matter how hard we try, we're growing in in this beautiful way, but just realizing that some things are in their infancy and so we have to give them time, you Hmm. know, and like TikTok is in in its infancy. And so we're going to have all the craziness in its infancy, people playing around and stuff like that. I mean, there are a lot of great stories out Mm -hmm. of TikTok, like people that lost jobs were able to, you know, get the support and they started their small businesses, you know, doing what they were good at. And then it just bloomed into something, right? Like, it's just more of like, like you said, it's a, in the stage of infancy, so there's no control. And mm-hmm. that's what is scary. Like, for me, as personally, like, it's scary because it's like just an infant doing whatever yeah, it does. Exactly, doing whatever And you, it like, does. don't know what it's going to yeah, be next thing. Where to interrupt, thing. I guess. That's actually a great way to think about it. Because imagine the way Instagram started off. Instagram was just a place where you posted pictures, mm-hmm. right? And then eventually people started using it so that they can use it as their cloud to start saving images and then start sharing it. And then eventually it became a social media. It wasn't a social media at first. Yeah, it was a more like a photo library. Exactly, it was like a photo library. And then same with Facebook, right? The way, imagine the way Facebook was as an infinite and then the personality it has now as an adult, Facebook almost, right? So in its infancy stage, trying all these new things, learning these new things, remember the game Zynga and all that. Facebook has changed so many different ways. And so we got to experience its adolescence phase and we got to experience its teenage years. Who knows, maybe it's in its teenage years now, but whatever it is, we witnessed this change, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so now TikTok, I've never used TikTok actually, but I know, you know, TikTok is a baby. So we're going to have all these new things being added to it, all these new features, all these new whatever, but it's helping grow our consciousness as a community. But we also have the people that are first sharing it are not necessarily the most yeah, conscious the, people. The ideas are no longer a commodity. Exactly. Everyone has access to them, right? So like that's what I think we're coming back to full circle on this is that children today have already, they've already seen porn before you did. They've already experienced drugs before you ever did. They've already experienced like the worst that life has to offer in terms of anxiety and depression long before you think they have. It's just the fact that they might not be able to talk about it with you at home because you don't have that type of relationship with your child. So he's coming to someone like me on TikTok and telling me that that's what's going on with him. And that's the part that I think more and more people need to become aware of. It's like, dude, talk to your kid about his weed habit. Like, yeah. What do you mean? You know, like, well, I think it like leads back to, you know, like your book and the mission that you are on is to educate people with principles. And we have to take on a responsibility, you know, as ourselves and also like parents that now that consciousness is involving, you have to help your kids to have fundamental principles mm-hmm. of life, money, you know, just like whatever that you known or maybe educate yourself first on those principles. And then you can teach your kids because at the end of the day, you cannot foresee. Kids learn from actions. Yeah, exactly. And, but you cannot foresee the problems that they're going to be facing exactly. with social media. They have to be equipped. A, a great example is yeah. we always say everyone knows that we should teach children forms of psychology, right? 
everyone says, oh, kids need to know about each other, but we don't, they don't need to know psychology. They need to know the principles. Yeah, what happens principles. when we take care of each other? Yeah. What happens when we don't take care of each other? What happens when we're, when we're in survival mode? What happens when we're not? You kept talking about survival mode earlier, right? Imagine this. Survival is literally the bare minimum of existence. It's yeah. what we do every single day. It's the yeah. bare minimum. So when we focus on that, it is like the lowest thing we could ever, ever, ever focus on. And yet that's what most of us are focusing on. That's what our children are focusing on and stuff like that. But if all we did was give them the principles of what it, we need to feel good, how to help others feel good, instead of worrying about the, the nomenclature and the words and the jargon and the yeah. language. No. Same with um, the body, like anatomy. It's like, no, he doesn't need to know that it's cr the cranial sacral, the sacrum, the spine. Yeah. <laughs> but they need to know how it works. And they need to know how it functions and what it does and how it doesn't do it. And what happens when you put good food in it, when it happens as a child, the principles. Yeah. Because the principles can't change. I think of it like armor, right? You want to send your kid out there in the world with the best armor you can give him. The, like not physical necessarily, but like Mental mentally, mm -hmm. you know, health-wise. It starts with you. It starts with the habits at home. It starts mm -hmm. with how you develop that relationship with that child, the level of honesty that you have. You know, like... You know, and some people try to use the excuse that, well, you know, I don't know how to do that. But it's like, well, just fucking your kids do it. just do it because your kids are watching you not know how to do something and do it anyway. And then eventually something comes out of it. So that's what they saw. You're saying, oh, I can't do that. They're going to watch me fail. No, they're going to watch you try. Yeah. They're going to watch you work. They're going to watch you learn. And that's more yeah. important. That's that, and that that's really back to like teaching them principle, right? Like if you were the someone who is always trying mm -hmm. and doing things and failing and being honest about it, you actually teaching them to be honest, mm -hmm. right? And exactly. to agree or be aware that you are failing, but it's yeah. okay, right? Exactly. So like that is actually more important than being perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just Don't like- Don't try to be an Instagram parent to your child at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I try to talk to my daughter about the little things too, right? Because they have a- um, trouble communicating and I talk to her I'm like how do you feel and well I feel like I'm going to no that's not a feeling that's a simile how do you feel well I think that that's not a feeling that's a thought mm -hmm. tell me how you feel and how does she react you know well she's like daddy what do you mean I don't exactly <laughs> I I don't know I don't know or it's like, yeah. just tell me how you feel what's going on and right. what I realize it's two things first of all once she doesn't feel safe enough mm -hmm. to express how mm -hmm. she feels mm -hmm. without being yelled at, without being told right. she's because wrong, when without being you ask questions, they feel like, oh, I have to what get answer to the should right I give? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, if we talk kids about this idea of how to feel and express their feelings, psychology, first, we wouldn't have this issue, right? But then the second is she doesn't know how she feels because I know that because I didn't know how to express my feelings yeah, up until like a couple know, years ago. Yeah, I felt the same. If you know, like I'm not angry. <laughs> Right, you ever do this? Oh, I'm not angry. Now I'm angry. No, you were angry. Yeah, they knew you were angry. It's obvious that you're angry. You just don't know how to put it into words. Hundred percent. You know, and it's so funny. It's like, well, I feel manipulated. That's not a feeling. That's an attack on how you believe you're being treated. Are you angry because you imagine that you're being manipulated? Because that's very different. This is basic. I learned this two years ago, bro. Dude, I get it. Nobody taught us this. <laughs> no one taught us. I don't know. And then, you know what? But it, like, for example, and expect us to I, know. But and I can think of it too. It's like, like my mom. She was a single mom. She moved to Russia. I grew up in Russia. She was focusing on survival. 
and providing them. We moved to United States. It's like, how the heck she will teach us that? Well, I was going to say, know? going back <laughs> to the earlier part of our conversation where we said about consciousness is evolving and it's growing through its years. I think at that moment in time, you know, just speaking to the generation right behind us and then the parents that raised us, I don't think they had necessarily more available to them the way we do today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have, I don't think my parents knew how to properly communicate with me exactly. yeah. until very recently. Exactly. You exactly. Know? People didn't have these communication skills 30 years ago. No. And, and, and if they did, it was either like very much into a work setting, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a family setting. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, family like families weren't just like having great conversations. You were, the other thing about family that I've been kind of like digesting a little bit in my head is that why do people have such a hard time when a family member says something to them that they feel so upset with is that you grow up with these people being the most vulnerable that you can be. So you automatically value their perspective and opinion higher than you think yeah. because you're like, what? You like, I've been the, like my most embarrassed self in front of these people. And I expect them to like, you know, treat me nicer or, yeah. you know, say things to me knowing that it can really harm me. Mm-hmm. But because we live in that really vulnerable environment, that's the reason why it doesn't work. Cause we just assume so much things. We don't actually communicate. We just yeah. assume, we assume everything. I want to take another quick moment to thank our sponsors, Podcast Backdrops. If you do any kind of video content or pictures online, or you're doing any sort of selling over Zoom calls, you really need to check them out because it will make you look professional from the get-go. Having your brand, your logo, and what you're all about behind you, hiding all your clutter, makes you look so much more professional when you put yourself out there on the internet. So check out Podcast Backdrops if you want to level up your game. You exactly. should be this way. Exactly. I raised you. You're my child. Exactly. You should. You do should this be for this me. way. There's no and exactly. And if you say anything other than that, then you're wrong. And it's so then, how could they possibly feel safe enough to speak? It's a non-starter. Yeah. How you know? I'm like, oh, I'm a business person. You need to be a, be a business person. Yeah. So then, how are they going to say, well, actually, I want to be a fashion designer because right. you expect this of me, and so we need to teach them how to express themselves, how to what they're feeling, what they want, how to be assertive, things like that. And this yeah. is all stuff we're not teaching. But if we teach them the principles, then the rest yeah. just comes. And so that's what we have to get to. Yeah. And that's what we were like talking about last couple of days. I was saying that, you know, no matter what we do right now, I'm actually, you know, as the young couple as we are, at least we are focusing on principles and mm-hmm. not focusing on tips and tricks and hacks of how hacking life, exactly. you know, like you focus on principles and you build on top of that, that will be stronger foundation yeah. for anything, like either our financial life, our marriage life, family, friendship, health. health, all of that. Right. And it's crazy to me that it's missing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just keep thinking about like the journey that you are on to impact all this um, next generation and then teaching people about financial literacy. It's so important. And that's where I see myself too, as I like take responsibility on to talk about those principles. Yeah. You know, what's cool is, and it's insane that we don't do this. So in Babylon, Babylon was like the richest, right? The richest city in history, right? What did they do different than us? Two things. First of all, they taught finances to everyone. Hmm, I didn't know that. Everyone knew finances. Simple. Done. Don't even need to go into that. That's it. Everyone learned finances. The second was that they had something really cool. The way they had, it was like the school system was, imagine an open area, an auditorium, 
where you can go into the center and propose questions. And no matter who you were, male, female, boy, girl, old, young, whatever, you can sit there and discourse ideas. But now instead of arguing, you build dialogue. And so dialogue, the difference between you know, a debate, an argument, and dialogue is dialogue is always building on top of each other. So example, that's what we've been doing. We've been having a dialogue, a conversation mm. of dialogue. I say something, you build on what I say, you build on what I say. It's not, no, this, no, that. It's not going against each other. So dialogue, it all comes down to dialogue, having a conversation that builds on top of each other. Mm. And, but they could have it on anything. It would be politics and they would ask a crazy question about luck or they would ask a oh, question good about luck having anything. Have that now about politi- politics. Well, about that, politics and you, you, oh yeah. But narrow it down even to just a family whole household, you know, like let's take our family for example it's very difficult to have a dialogue because it quickly turns into like a debate you should do this personal it's, you know it's like a personal mm-hmm. attack rather than like let's talk about this let's talk this through let's let's ideate for like an hour yeah without the recourse of how could you say that how can you think that how could you even believe that that was the case exactly like, what one of the like, best classes i ever did i really wish we did this at home was the teacher proposed a really controversial idea, topic, conversation, whether it was pro-life versus pro-choice, you know, the whole thing. And then we had to have dialogue only. One of the hardest classes I had ever taken in my life, just all of us having every single week these crazy conversations and not being allowed to attack each other's ideas or violent communication, not allowed to say a feeling as an attack. Oh, I feel manipulated. I feel used. Or no, I feel angry. I feel, oh my God. Such a great it's a challenge. level of awareness too. A, a great level of awareness, and it'd be cool if we brought our kids together and had these. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying, you know, it's important to mention that all the hacks, all the tips and tricks, you'll learn quickly, but the principles take time, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to spend your time doing. Yeah, yeah, you and know? mastering the principles. Once the you know, yeah, once you know how to exercise, someone's gonna just come in and give you that little tweak of the elbow or the little tweak of the form, and now mm-hmm. you've taken off but you need to have that basic exactly. understanding same thing with finances you need to have your streams of income going into the five different buckets and then someone can come in and say oh you know what it'd be better if you actually invested in this type of a fund or did dividend stocks instead of you know straight mutual because if funds. you ain't got it in the bucket there ain't nothing there's for nothing you to, to put there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing to, to optimize to if exactly. you don't have exactly. the basics down yeah. you know and, and same thing with let's tie this to one more ring of our conversation which is to mental health and it's like if you don't take the time to sit down and check in with yourself on a daily basis, it's going to accumulate. You're going to have mental, emotional debt mm-hmm. that you're going to have to then sift through. And it's going to come and down. 50 and, pounds that you don't remember where it came from. And right. And it will come at a point where you're like, whoa, all this is crashing when did down. This happen? When did this happen? It's like, well, you haven't been taking care of it. Now it's all, now it's all on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen overnight. It accumulated slowly. And we have to have the same plan. Yeah. You know, we, they have this thing in finance that they say you have residual bills right? Bills that come no matter what. So you need at least residual income, at least to equal the residual bills, Yeah, you know? And so that's the same thing with our health, right? We have, uh, you know, we're always losing energy. So we have to be able to put good energy inside of us, you know? Uh, Powerful. Yeah. I do have one more question and then just preface since we can cut this out. Oh, we have friends that are waiting here. They decided to show up. Just letting you know. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, last question. Can, yeah, but I want to go into this question is we always, for some reason, the generation that we live in right now, and we already discussed about like microwave generation, we all know this knowledge, like everything takes time. It's like, okay, fine, but I want it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, investing take time, but 
damn it, I want a million dollars like yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And we always run around thinking that, or oh, I'm too old, like I need to do it now because it's I'm too old. Late. Yeah. It's too late. Or I'm not early enough. Like I need it now. I'm, I'm already 30. I'm yeah. already 40. Like I'm already 25. Yeah. Some kids literally saying, I'm 23 and you know, it's too late for me to become an actor, yeah. or a millionaire, or blah, 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 blah. So uh, what is yeah. your, your take on that and your take on that? You know, it's the best time to invest was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? The second best time to invest is tomorrow. And the best time to invest is yesterday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say today. <laughs> like Yesterday. So the point is, do it. Right. Just right. do it today. Just do it right now because you don't know what you're doing. But I promise you, the moment you just take the step and lose the dollar, you're going to learn how to not lose the dollar. Yeah. Right? And exactly. so you just have to put the 10 cents and put the dollar and put 10 doesn't matter. But as soon as you do it the first time, it becomes easier to do it the yeah, second time. I don't time. think I have a different answer. I think my answer is along the same lines of like, you didn't do it yesterday. Why aren't you doing it today? Yeah. You know, if you keep debating on why you didn't do it yesterday today, then you're just going to. Then every day is going to be a yesterday and a today and then a tomorrow. And then you're just. Well, it probably, well, like the internal dialogue is more of like, well, everybody has figured it out because it's in the book. So I'm already late. Might just not do it. I'll figure out the better way, faster way. Like cut the, cut the principles down. Yeah. It's like. Everybody already know. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. That's mean, like they're doing it, but I can find a better and faster way. Yeah, exactly. You know, that just gave me an example. I said, you need to learn the recipe to bake a cake and then you can make it a cupcake or whatever. People want you to hand them the cake and then th- let them frost it. <laughs> it's like, no, you need to bake the cake. Yeah, yeah, but can you just bake, just bake the cake, right? And we'll just bake a hundred cakes and I'll just, I'll just do the frosting yeah. on top. And, and then I'll say I made the cake. It's like, but you no yeah man that's powerful a lot of wisdom in this conversation yeah and i love what you're saying and i learned this too it's like if you can distill your knowledge to the simple language and example that means that you really understood it that you really apply it and that's actually one thing that i learned now by like reading the new book that i've been obsessed with (laughs) naval um, by naval oh yeah yeah he talks about um So he talks about like, if the person knows the principle and he can teach you in the like few sentences, that means that that person really nailed it and he knows what he's talking about. Exactly. If the person is talking in very complicated language and use a lot of like new words, that's mean that they don't know what they're talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. Heavy jargon. Albert Einstein said the same thing. If you understand something simply. Yeah, you need to. Uh, uh, yeah, if you understand something, you understand it simply or you can explain it simply. Yeah. yeah. Easiest way to know if you know something, try teaching it. Try teaching it, exactly. <laughs> to a five-year-old, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly, to a five-year-old. That's my favorite thing, and I think that's my skill. I love explaining really huge concepts to children. Yeah. I love that, because I'm like, I can distill it. That's how he, he said it. Until you can, you don't understand something until you can explain it simply. Mm-hmm. Well, I Should think- Should we wrap up part two? Yes, we yeah. Dude, we're gonna have to just amend this podcast this is too good we yeah. put this so good this episode, yeah. So. yeah i really appreciate man, it man awesome thank you for checking out this show i really appreciate your time 
and I can't wait to hear from you. If you want to give me any feedback or want to get in touch, know someone that I should put on the show, reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are online, you bet you can find me there. Just search for The Real Abinov. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.